right, hello and welcome to the Fourth String Fourth Center podcast. Uh, my name is Brian, and I am the owner of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm joined today by Jeff, our commissioner, Solomon, and also by Christian, who is the owner of the offensive juggernaut, Baltimore Ravens. How are we all doing today, Jeff? What's new with you? I'm just updating our broadcast to include names of people. Brian from Seattle. That is, <laughs> that is key. Christian, how are you doing? Doing well. I am just excited to, now that I've beat the Browns, officially be on my bye week for the next you know week and a half. So I've never looked forward to a bye week more than right now. Nice. That was a long time coming, that uh, the yeah. Browns victory. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, all of men 22. I have not beat them, so uh, in scrimmage or in head-to-head, so I've been uh, ready for that to happen, finally. Nice, nice. That always feels good when you finally get a win. I remember it took me, God, I don't even know how many seasons of Madden to finally beat Kat, um, who is not in our league anymore. She's around, but she is not in our league anymore, but I could not beat her. And then finally... I finally did, and it was quite a glorious feeling to <laughs> to pull that off. Um, all right, today we're going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be talking about the Wheel of Pain, the much-anticipated Wheel of Pain that we have coming up that I get to spin myself for apparently being a jerk in the Discord. I'm not sure I completely disagree with that ruling, or that I agree with that ruling, but I am, however, excited to spin the wheel, so that will be fun. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, offensive formations and sort of what what is what is good for the league, what might not be good for the league, trade deadline deals and injuries. Um, let's see what what let's actually start with with injuries. Let's start with that because that's a simple topic we can get through quick. Christian, have you been hit by many injuries so far this year? Um, I only had one. Like I had a four week injury for my left guard. That sucked. Uh, he just came back for the Browns game at the right time against that D-line. Uh, so that felt great. But a lot of my injuries, I mean, I get like three or four, but they're all in-game. And it's just for that game. As soon as I come out, they're fine. But uh, I notice a lot more of just like the in-game. It's one-week injury. They're healthy right after. And it's like, did you need to get injured on a halfback dive when you're standing by the sideline? And you're a wide receiver, not a part of the play? Uh, that's always been, you know, my favorite injury. I keep having pop up every week. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've had I've had a similar experience, but it, it's frustrating that you don't in game you don't know it right until sort yeah. of that window pops up, but you still don't know exactly how long they're going to be out for. But I've had I feel like I'm getting like two or three a game, and at least one or two of them is my offensive lineman, one of my offensive linemen. Now I actually have two offensive linemen that are out for once for three weeks and once for four weeks, and my offensive line was not very good to begin with, so. That's going to be a struggle, but yeah, there's there's always another one or two that pop up, and lucky enough have been just that week, and then they're back the following week. But I want to I want to see if I can. So the, this new this new injury bug that we found, where if they are injured in game for four weeks or whatever, and then they get injured in practice, which they shouldn't be practicing in, and it's a minor injury, the minor injury takes over the amount of time versus the four weeks. So I feel like if I get, I want to put my offensive lineman into practice, and I want to go full pads and like all starters, and see if I can get them injured with with a less severe injury to bring them back quicker. Is that cheating? Should I probably not do that? I don't huh? think that's cheating. I think that's just taking advantage of of what the game is uh, offering for you to do. Yeah, I. Because uh, also, there's no way there. around that. That's just something the game's gonna do. You're not choosing it. You're not choosing the length of the injury. The game is assigning you a different one. I have I have yet to, I think the second half of last year, once we started season one, and then all of this season so far, I have yet to do full pads on any practice. I do half pads, and I've started to sort of like sway toward leaving my starters in as well. And, and the last couple weeks I've done... Uh, half pads all starters and i have yet to have any injuries during practice yet so i kind of hate that i'm hoping maybe that's the trick and like i'd rather someone get hurt for a game fine like i don't mind a a, an interesting challenge uh first season i traded for a cornerback because i wanted him to play safety for one game while my safety was injured like that was kind of a neat uh one-off thing but the the thing I hate about it is the fatigue system 
season long because there's no way to track it. It just says up or down, you know, numbers. And then there's nowhere for you to see where those numbers correlate. There's just a bar and the bar is always green. It's never not green. The bar is perennially green. And yep. then you get to a Thursday night game and it's like, oh, everyone's yellow. You get to the playoffs. Oh, everyone's red. And it's like, where did this come from? Where was the warning from the, the coach conversation pit uh, uh, between uh, we're going to set your opponent up to be plus 10 at everything because you had a bad press conference? Where's the one that warns you that everyone's exhausted and they should take a week off? Yeah, it's, it's like they arbitrarily expect you to just rest guys on a week because at some point during the year they're going to need to, but it gives you no indication of who that should be or when. None. I will I really... say I feel like I noticed uh I feel like I noticed from watching like Brian and Julian when he had the Chiefs um get the most injuries. And especially on the offensive line, I don't know if it's because you have older offensive linemen or older players in general, but like I get very few, fortunately, but all of my players are under 27 because once they hit 28, they're dead to me and I never want to see them again. <laughs> but uh, I feel like you guys have a lot more older, like, you know, in their 30, 34s uh, offensive linemen than I see most people have. How old is Lamar Jackson? 26, 25. Okay. I was just curious. Um, He's still pretty young. I, I, I have, have, that is true, though. I'll be good. <laughs> I have... Uh, <laughs> a consistent number of offensive lineman injuries, but I also have like the one swing lineman, the sixth guy who I'm very comfortable putting in uh, my offense. I've talked about this a lot, but I had a lot of cap space this off season and it let me just fill depth charts with people. Um, so I have one offensive lineman who I hope to extend. I very foolishly only gave him one year now that I realize how valuable he is. Uh, who pops in almost every game for a couple of plays when someone has to sit out. Yeah, I think um, I, one thing I've noticed, and I, I haven't paid real close attention, but I think I've noticed it over the last couple seasons, and a knock on wood, hopefully with my injury to offensive line, being a primarily run-first player, I've noticed that the lesser offensive linemen aren't quite as impacted by their run blocking ability. It definitely seems to be more uh, pass protection and where it breaks down with, with offensive linemen who aren't as good. I feel like I can still run the ball decently with decent linemen um, who aren't great, but aren't terrible. So I'm hoping it's not to be that big of a deal. And I've had the opposite design and result in that I've been trying to build up my offensive line so that I can crush people with the run and then I find, like, my 88 overall guard is basically no different, and I'm not making any improvement running behind them as I was behind the 74 overall because I still suck well, at when it. I, when, I look, <laughs> when I look for linemen, the first thing I look for is run block, run block power and run block overall, and I will take that statistic over an overall statistic. And I know that awareness and all that stuff matters, but – you don't really know how much it matters. <laughs> it's, right. It's hard the, to tell. Like The what eye I formation wish... is the bane of my existence because the fullback never seems to find anyone to block. They just sort of run around and get in the way for you to trip on. Um, so the key to that is that I found is you need a fullback that is good at lead blocking. Run blocking doesn't matter. Impact blocking is sort of important, but you need lead blocking. If the if the fullback is highly rated in lead blocking, then he will find people to block as you follow him. Me. That's your uh, anyway, back to the topic, though. Injuries. I think we should have more injuries. I'm tired of not enough injuries. Football is violent. Let's see some people get hurt. Uh, the real problem, though, is the way the game to... is programmed because we can't control they actual they... injuries. They need to bring back the Madden, what was it, Madden 92, 93, where the ambulance uh, drives on the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to come back. We need that back. No, I want to see it by position because we never see a quarterback get hurt in our league. No, no quarterbacks ever get injured, basically ever. I think we saw one last season, um, but I can't tell you who. I lost, I lost, lost Russell Wilson. That was Madden 21. Four six weeks. That was 21, though. That was yeah. Madden 21. I lost um, Lamar for a week on a prompt. Uh, situation prompts. He did not right, get injured. Right, but not an actual in injury. Practice. No. It was like he got nope. bored and he tripped on a banana. Like, I'm not playing this week. Yeah. <laughs> never click on the. I, I will never click on one of those again. No. 
Yeah. I think I, I wonder if that's programmed into the game in the sense that I think right, like the quarterback is so important to being successful for the for most people who play the game. Um, that I think maybe EA was like, people are just gonna lose their shit if we start injuring quarterbacks and they have to play with some sixty eight rated overall quarterback for I mean, it's realistic, True. but I think that's probably a game experience decision that they made would be my guess. I can't, I didn't have that thought before, but now I kind of 100% believe that's correct. Yeah. Oh, we got a rogue Todd. I'm not, a rogue I'm not to- changing. And a rogue Todd's wife in the background. Yeah, I'm not changing can you hear the, me? the names again. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you, Todd. All right, great. I've never had that happen before. What, what are you, catch me up. Uh, we have hey, not started. We have not oh, started really? talking about our games yet. We just jumped right into uh, injuries as a topic, whether they're too frequent, not enough, not enough variety, whatever you'd like to say. Uh, yeah, I've been napping, and I would say uh, it's You're interesting napping for in a me. Collared shirt. I'm napping in a cardigan. Uh, I'm looking good. The fact that I didn't have a tie on was a real shocker. Um, from here's my take on the injuries. I have two guys that I considered trading because I was like, these two fuckers love to take a quarter off. Like they just love being like, I'm good guys. Uh, I'm, Oh, my knees tweaked again. Uh, do you guys have any players like that on your team that basically miss time every single expletive game? Yeah. I benched Lael Collins in his second game because his first game he sat out the whole game. It's it's wild because I remember when Lucius Dufresne entered the league back at like Madden 16 or something, and he was just like he was like Walter Payton, and the one thing that he didn't have he had like a 60 on healthiness, so like he would he would get hurt, but it'd be like for four games because they didn't do what they're doing now. And so my whole focus was to get his uh, injury up, which is really interesting strategically. And I would love to get the interest, uh, injury up on these two jackholes, um, which I will remain unnamed because, but you'll see it, their names popping up in some trade offers real consistently. And you'll be like, huh, I want it's not Darnell <laughs> Mooney who I tried to give away and is now the greatest receiver known to man. Um, anyway, what do you guys think on the injuries? Too many, too few? I was saying too few, but I've said my piece and I'll let someone else go. I think it's probably just about right, but I was talking about how I feel like age seems to be playing a factor. Uh, the one thing that's interesting is looking at QB injury ratings, the lowest starting quarterback injury ratings are Zach Wilson and Dylan Firth. Uh, Firth is an 85 injury and Zach Wilson is 84. So, kind of surprising coming out of young guys with a lot of older quarterbacks. That's uh, interesting. Well, that's something that'll yeah, go up. Also, you know, that goes up with every advancement point that they get. That's interesting, though, that it does go up because it should go down. Like, I, li- I like kind of where you're going with this, where the younger players should be the guys who have it and the older guys should be the ones that don't have it. Like, that's the one thing you should slide on. And especially... I think, Jeff, this is probably your point ultimately, which I wasn't here for because that's my style, but uh, that quarterbacks aren't getting hurt enough, right? Yeah, Brian said he doesn't think quarterbacks can get hurt. That's interesting. I don't know if they can't, can't get hurt, but yeah, my, my what I was saying is I think that EA made a decision as a game experience to not injure quarterbacks because people would be pissed to lose their quarterback all the time because it plays such an important role in how well you can actually play the game. Um, so my guess is that's probably been tuned down intentionally by EA. Well, that brings up another point because Jeff and I were talking about quarterbacks fumbling and how uh, Justin Fields is basically trying out to be an NBA Live more than more than just fumbling. Like he's just bouncing the ball. He's like Australian rules football style. But um, the idea that there's kind of like QB scrambling is too easy, and then there's nothing that sort of except fumble uh, fumble Fields. But there's nothing that prevents it. Like, you're not going to get hurt. You're not going to fumble as much as you probably should. Like, fumbles, le- uh, fields level of fumble. So, there. I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing. Watching Kyler Murray do a spin move, <laughs> I was like, okay, that just feels like a lot, you know? Like, I get it. Yeah. But if he gets touched, I feel like he should get, get stripped at that point. Right. Um, I always thought that the fumbling, the over-fumbling by quarterbacks was okay in my book because it was like the risk-reward of the running quarterback. And yeah. 
it seems since we changed our settings at the beginning of this season that the QB fumbling is way down, at least observationally. I don't have any statistics, but just watching how many quarterbacks I see take a hit after a 10-yard run and nothing happens compared to a season ago, it seems like fumbles are way down. Well, I know uh, today against the Vikings, I played them and I was, I might've been first. I probably wasn't first. I think it was second down and I was five yards away from the end zone and I called a QB draw and I was like, man, this is asking for it, but also this is a great play call. And, uh, everything happened the way I wanted to except that I got touched and then fields fumbled. Like I, I was like, okay, well that's fair. Like I knew, I knew that if it wasn't a wide open lane, then that was going to happen. And it was kind of a dumb play call. Um, and I think it was because it wasn't third down when I, I was watching the replay while I was working. I was like, oh yeah, that was dumb. But, but I knew it. Like I was like, okay, risk reward. Here we go. And I got uh, risked. So, yeah. I've scrolled, I've scrolled past that play a number of times in my playbook and paused for a half a second and went, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not doing it. It seems effective. I've seen yeah. lots of people run it. I, I yeah, mean, it, what? Yeah. Do you with Lamar Jackson? Is he? Is that something you kind of have in the in your back pocket, or what's your? Well, actually, just give us your philosophy on playing with Lamar Jackson overall. That's what um, I, yeah. I don't. I don't run Lamar like I. People probably think I do, or like probably, or most people would. Um, I only I think I have fifty four carries on the season, but he had not fumbled. So last year, I didn't fumble as a team until the playoffs. I had zero fumbles as an entire team. Wow. This season, I have two fumbles, one back-to-back games, both by Lamar, which has been super fun to experience. Um, but I, I slide like probably about six yards before I need to slide, uh, or I or I'm running down the sideline and I'm like, please God, if I lose this ball, like I need to go out of bounds. Um, so, but Lamar doesn't have too many issues. I did have the same thing where I called that play uh, against uh, Johnny the Browns. And I was like, cool, I'll be fine. Lamar doesn't fumble. He's pretty sure handed. I'll be good. And immediately as I said that, Miles Garrett came back and said, nice try. And yeah. murdered him. So that, that didn't work out for me very well. But uh, I did also think it was interesting. I was looking at the top 15 in fumbles. And they are all quarterbacks except for Rayshon Burrell, uh, halfback out of New Orleans. And then uh, Patterson out of ATL. But everyone else is a quarterback in the top 15. That the doesn't really surprise me, even with my criticism yeah. of the lack of QB fumbles, because yeah. quarterbacks will still fumble when you sack them, uh, as well as when they run. Like They are still more likely to fumble than a running back when they run. I wasn't saying that. <laughs> it just seems like if it, if it used to be two-thirds of every tackle would take a, a quarterback to fumble, now it's maybe like one in four instead. So it just seems like a big drop-off, not so much... Uh, non-existent um and i I, at the end of last season i was also complaining that i thought running back fumbles were pretty much non-existent (laughs) yeah yeah it's not really surprising (laughs) chris carson has like two and you're like oh every game he fumbles stat christian how many fumbles does chris carson have he has two yeah he is 17th in the league Wow. It's a combination between Chris Carson and DK Metcalf, though. He's fumbled at least two or three times also. And I'm like, these dudes never fumble. Well, actually, but... this this does mark a moment in... The reason I was trying to trade Darnell Mooney was largely because he would fumble on uh, jet sweeps and stuff like that. And I do double reverses and stuff. He would fumble literally every time. So I just sort of was like, this dude sucks. And then when I put him up for a trade, I was like, oh, he's in the green in every category in Daddy League. He's like, wait a second, I'm misusing him. He's It's not his fault. I've got like a, a wet noodle carrying the ball in the backfield getting popped by <laughs> linebackers. And I'm like, whoa, this guy stinks. And also my team um, to try strategically to help me in the first season, um, I, I had Vaseline put all over the ball. So, like, it wasn't, it was just the overall situation that was causing this problem um, with Fields and Mooney. So, that's, a, that's an upper management situation. Uh, by the way, on, on Metcalf, he's yeah. not even on the fumble list. He has zero fumbles. Oh, that's bullshit. Yep. He's fumbled multiple times. There's only 36 players in the league, according to Daddy Leagues, with a fumble, and he's not on that list. I love it. Wow. That's uh, the Brian that's... way. 
I'm going to count how many That's are just error. not quarterbacks that even have one fumble. I can't uh, even find the damn fumble list. I, I'm trying to like click it through. Where is it under? Uh, stats and rushing. Do you go like player or stats player? Oh, okay. That rushing then sort. Uh, just real quick, I'm not going to be on very long because we're uh, making dinner and I'm not going to have that much time. So I just wanted to jump on for the 20 minutes of obnoxiousness that I... Well, that you want to talk about your game then before you go? Uh, we can. I want to talk about the game and then I want to talk about uh, the okay. spinning the wheel if we can. Hold, hold on. Only every player who's on this list has one fumble until you get to Chris Carson, who has two. Cordero Patterson, who has two, and Rashawn Burrell, who has three. Every other player who's not a quarterback has one or less fumble. So that's, I mean, fumbles not are enough. Too low. It's too now low. We're gonna, it's too low. I mean, but at the same time, and now picks are lower by like 15%, which is, I'm definitely not seeing, also, I'm playing totally different. I'm not. I'm not sort of like, I feel like throwing. <laughs> I'm just going to hit a button. Now I'm like, okay, let me wait. I, I, eventually, this is my problem when I play the game, and this will dovetail into my game against the Vikings. I will not, and I, this is like a mental block or something going on, but I'm never good at the first season of a Madden cycle. I just kind of throw it away, I think, and I need to go in there being like, no, let's fucking win some games and figure it out faster. But I, I will eventually pick up the game. And like by the time the first season's winding down, that's usually when I'm like, okay, I'm going to lock in. I'm going to play well. And I'll be set up for season two. I know what I need. Uh, you know, I know what I'm, my strengths are. I know what my team needs. And that didn't happen in season two because I started 0-5. But now a four-game win streak, the win streak that nobody saw coming except probably everybody. Um, I, I can't believe I'd be five and four if I hadn't fucked around against the Eagles and tried to get stats to get like three coach points that I'd now not even be able to use really. Uh, but that's that's fun. Um, talking about my game against the Vikings, I um I went up three nothing. It was very defensive. It was a very deliberate game. Both teams like I looked at the clock and we were midway through the second quarter and I was just like, holy crap! I called that draw with Fields that he fumbled. Um, he ended up with two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I threw two big bombs to Darnell Mooney because uh, basically, in watching the replay, it was interesting. Early in the game, Fields was getting sacked a lot. So I was like, oh, I have to change. I have to stop doing five-step drops. I have to quit rolling out this way, that way. Um, so I, I adjusted in a way that uh, any normal person would, but I felt very proud of. <laughs> I was like, I'm noticing I can't do a thing. I'm now going to do a different thing. And I was like, oh, right, that's basically uh, baked into people when they play this game once you get good. And I just am like, oh, right, I'm getting good. Um, but I won 20 to 2. There was a late safety that I gave up um, when I was basically just, uh, I can't remember if it was a punt or an interception, but for some reason I was deep in my zone. And, uh, it was and I was just trying downs. to. Oh, turnover on downs. That's right. And so I didn't mind that. I mean, I wanted the shutout. And there was a, this is a thing I spoke about weeks and weeks ago, and this was against the Eagles and other teams. I lacked a killer instinct, and in this game, I was relaxing up 13 to nothing when he had the ball, and I was like, no, like fucking crush his skull, and then uh, that helped. So I, like, once I'd lock in on that stuff, I'm good, but it's just like those little mental triggers are, are so slow in me, and now I'm ready to ram everybody but i've got a i've got a bit of a tough run i've got the jaguars next they're good right yeah they swept like, the yeah. texans this year yeah so lead i mean that's division. yep yeah lead so the division and swept win. number two in the division all right i'm gonna win that and it's gonna shock everybody except me um so i'm excited to watch everybody go oh wait because uh, the one thing about me, and I don't know if I've placed the Jaguars in this echelon, but the one thing that's notorious about me is once somebody is defined as one of the top three players in the game, I actually play them so much better um, than I play anybody else. And maybe it's just because I pay attention to their games or whatever, but um, I always play up to my competition and play down to it. But um, well, that, explain, that explains that explains why you're the only team I beat this year. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With a, like a 21-14 slugfest. But uh, I do wonder if I'm going to be able to play up to the level of competition in Madden 22 because I feel like it's a little more brutal. But I'm excited to have a game, and I'll try to mentally 
put the Jags in that category, but they're just not yet. Um, but I need to try to get there. But if like I would be excited to play the Ravens now because I I don't think I'd lose sixty five to two. I think I could have that score. I think I might lose thirty three to one. Like that feels okay to me. But I'd play you tough. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. I don't I don't know. What do What do you guys want to know about my game? Anything interesting? I'm I, well. Here's let me Zaniga spouting off. Um, I am eight and three. I'm sorry, seven or three or eight and three in my division. The only team that's beat me in my division is the Packers. They beat me three times. Uh, I'm four and zero against times. the Vikings. Three and zero. Yeah, two times last season, one time this oh, season. I thought you were just talking about this season, right? Uh, so I'm th- I'm four. I'm three and one in my division this season. Um, I've got the Lions and then the Packers late, which is nice because that that's probably going to define who wins the division. Um, but yeah, so. It's just crazy because I've won uh, two games outside the division all game cycle, one in one last season and one this season, and that's a pretty wild statistic, I think. But yeah, do you guys? I gotta say I've been pretty impressed with your shift. I've been watching a lot of your games, and I saw I watched you play Matt the Lions, um, and you hit this really nice drag to Mooney coming across the middle. Hit him perfectly. I was like, I don't think I've seen him really hit that pass at all. Like, he really likes to take a lot of deep shots or post in the middle. And then that brought the defense up. And then you hit a seam that was beautiful to Moody right after that. Uh, that went for a deep touchdown. And I'm like, bringing the defense in and hit him over top. It was, uh, you've uh, turned fiasco fields around. I think in what the yes, last four feels. games you had like, uh, you had two picks or something, or two or three picks in the last. And some of them were just like throwaways that you probably didn't even need. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were late, dumb, which also made me mad because I was just like, damn it. That's what I'm trying not to do. So don't even do that because the morale factor, his morale is now uh, above 50 percent. I think it's near 60 and his stats now like skyrocket. There were a bunch of like he used to make some bad throws or just miss receivers. And it was so frustrating because I'm like, God damn it. I, I fucking complete like nine passes. Let me have this one. Um, but now I'm finally. I, I mean, I told you this, Brian, this is my trick now is don't panic, count extra two extra seconds to throw the ball. Don't worry about getting sacked. Um, and there was one play in the game against uh, against the Vikings today that I saw the replay. And basically it was like I had like three full seconds where I wasn't being touched. And then I panicked and tried to roll out and I got sacked because of it. And I watched the replay. And I was like, man, I could have stood there for another three or four seconds. It was like when the Packers played the CPU Lions and Baker Mayfield stood in the pocket for like 11 seconds. I don't know if you guys saw that play. It was crazy. Like uh, whatever his big DT, like he changed the the tackling or the attempt to go at him in another way. And the, they just kept pushing him back and his tackles just kept getting pushed back. And M- Baker Mayfield, because there's a CPU just stood there and it was just like, holy shit, this is wild how long this is taking. Um, so I realized like, I just need to take that extra second of patience because if you stick around in the pocket the, the yeah, the D line is just stupid. So they just can't get to you unless they blitz. Like I was getting blitz like crazy and taking it on the chin, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's like, it's interesting to feel that development. Part of it is makes me loathe the game. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm figuring out the game a bit, but another part is just being, uh, more emotionally calm, just being like, okay. <laughs> Let's just take a second. Um, it, it'll be interesting if I get tested because I'm 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 gonna There's start steroids. getting into the point. Yeah, I'm getting to the part of my schedule where these are not gonna be um, games that I'm winning by 17, and I'm really curious to see how how that pans out. But yeah, I, I think yep. uh, I like bringing the defense in or like using the run and like thinking of the pass in that way has been really uh, really cool. And so now teams are going to start recognizing that in my game and they're going to start adjusting or like putting tricky shit that's going to baffle me. But Fiasco Fields, I think his speed is the one thing that does kind of give me that edge. And that's why I wouldn't trade him to you, Jeff. I was like, this dude is great. He's just terrible with me. But Logan Roy straightened him out. And I'm really proud of how Logan Roy got in his face and told him he was a shitty son. And he basically just treats him like... uh, Kendall Roy or like Shiv, like everybody, he's figured out how to make Fields feel like his child and treat him like shit to up his game. So yeah, ironically, his yeah, I'm, speed was not even in the top five things I was coveting in trying to trade uh, for him. Looking for, uh, I don't, 
I don't need a lot of speed in my quarterback. As long as he can, uh, you know, escape a pocket, that's good enough. I only need five r- yards usually from a QB on a run. Um, yeah. And it's horizontal, not vertical. Uh, it was more interested in the th- in the throw power. That's what I was looking to right. upgrade. Well, speaking of the running, and uh, this speaks to what we were talking about earlier, is like I now slide as soon as I possibly can. I, it's, I, I was always like, oh, once I hit the first down marker, I'll slide. And then I would get popped like a yard before that and just get creamed and just dribble the ball. And now I'm just like, just get, don't worry about it. You have, it's literally, that was a huge thing that I was practicing was how to slide. I really, before a game, I was just like, just slide on this one, slide on this one. And it's just so hard. But now I'm like, no, fuck it. Who cares? Like you can get get it next time. So that's been that's been another thing I've had to learn. Man, it's a long road, and I'm pissed that we're only playing probably three seasons, but hopefully we can get four, but I don't know. I'm confident in good. a fourth because we usually don't start the new game on time at launch. That's so. true, right? I'd say yeah, the yeah. fifth is probably a dream because we usually only do four to begin with. The only reason we really got five in last time is because everyone was wanting to wait for this freaking scouting update that we all hate, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I think a fourth is we'll get at least halfway through the fourth and then we'll finish it. Even if we start the next game, it'll be like we did this time or the sixth season. Yeah. Can we, I just, cause I don't, I don't have too much time and I do want to talk about spinning the wheel and uh, the Seahawks and the Falcons. I don't know. Are you guys do, can we shift to that? And then you guys go back yeah, let's do it. to sure. everything else. We can bounce around. Let's um, do it. Brian, you were the first. You you were awarded the first person to ever take a punishment in stride. You weren't happy about it. I could feel the like grumble, but it only had a little hair on it. So I just want to go out of my way to commend you on that. It was fun. Um, you really set an example as somebody as a one in fifteen team that um, did it the right way. You know. Yeah. I, if I were not one in seven, I would make me a little bit more upset. But ultimately. I, I, it doesn't matter at this point anymore. So let's, I could spin that sucker and we'll just see what we get. And uh, I think ultimately it was kind of my jokingly, my idea to come up with this thing anyway. I was like, who, we just who did need like suggest a wheel of, it? I don't remember. I did. I it did. It was you. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Completely jokingly. Like we need random punishments. Like you have to play quarterback with your punter or like, and it was, and then everybody was like, yes, let's do this. This is a good idea. And I was like, oh. Okay. What, and ironically what, enough, I get to be the first. <laughs> I love it so much because, and here, I'm just going to pull back the curtain a little bit. When we were talking about this, I was sort of like, for Adrian Jr. and you, I was like, I don't think we need to punish anybody, right? Like, I think this is a warning situation. And let's, and then Jeff was like, well, you know, we have to, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, okay. And then when it occurred to me, we could do the wheel. I was like, we have to do it because it's hilarious. And within the context of our league, like, it's just fun. And, and while you would feel punished from it, there's something joyful about the stupidity of it that I thought was great. So then when Adrian was like, basically like, uh, just like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm done. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Like, and his whole thing felt very victimization y. And I was like, well, yeah, but it's really, you kind of did something and you could have gotten a warning and that would have been totally reasonable. But we're doing this dumb thing. So you kind it's like a blow softener that makes us be like, well, we're just gonna do this because it's dumb. And the, therefore, the actions warranted a punishment, but we wanted to make the punishment fun. So we embrace the wheel. Yeah. Embrace the wheel, baby. Hashtag embrace the wheel. It's trending right now. I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing embrace the wheel. So yeah, I was surprised. Like I understand his argument and his argument is a fine one. Some of it was not true. Like we weren't going to suspend him for a year. Um, But like, I think he got, I guess the term is real deep in his feelings. And I was like, dude, no, just fucking, this is funny. Just have some fun. Uh, and he didn't yeah. see it that way, which is a bummer because I think uh, I, I'm, it is so hard when you're like when you're trying to win, when you're playing the game, you're going to obviously make adjustments, do what you can to win. You've got your personnel. Blah, blah, blah. And I guess I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's fine, but uh, shouldn't be doing it this way. And therefore, <laughs> hashtag embrace the wheel. Um, anyway, so that's sort we of we haven't actually what mentioned what he did in the in the podcast venue. 
All uh, right. So, uh, I mean, he did like or Brian like three... for that matter. We haven't talked about Brian either. I don't know what Brian did. I don't even care what Brian did. Uh, <laughs> I barely know what I did. <laughs> oh yeah, it feels very vague to me. But I like spin the wheel, baby. Embrace it. Uh, with with uh, you can be. You'll probably do a better job of this. But he played too much five wide. He would snap the ball before the defense could adjust. He would come out in five wide and then pull the running back in to be a running back which is sort of like a bit tricky in a way that felt uh and then he kept doing it which i think was the issue it wasn't sort of like one play uh game he was doing that is that does that sum it up jeff yeah i mean there's a longer summary uh that goes back to me trying to establish where i should step in and be a punisher and have guidelines for things and everyone shouted back at me actually you just use your eyes and uh dick us in the butt and i was like go ahead okay and so i used my eyes and i looked at the falcons and i looked at multiple games and i said boy this sure seems like some online madden bullshit uh where i would play a random and they would come out in five wide every game and i would fucking hate it and i'd want to kill myself and not finish those games and that's kind of like the backbone of the league is not playing that way so in my eyeball test i was not happy with it uh but then uh, I also saw like someone did a stat breakdown of how many plays he came out five wide and it was like 87% and it's like you're not supposed to do anything with uh, the kind of 87%. ubiquitousness of that like I don't care if you're running an I formation 87% of the time that's not okay either so yeah it, it was no bueno um, and uh, I don't know if we have a written rule to specifically outline except that now I've been told to be the eyeballs, and that didn't pass my eyeballs. Well, yeah, my, you... my biggest okay. issue, my biggest issue with it was as, as being the person on the other side. Was it felt like well, I looked at multiple games, come out... Brian. It wasn't just yours. No, no, no. And, and I'm just saying this is just my perspective, right? Was was it felt like you. he was coming out in these formations, and then he was taking, uh, he was basically making an adjustment to use Cordero Patterson to exploit whatever defense I came out in, in order to stop the formation that he originally chose. Um, and so I've, and, and, and Cordero Patterson had the vast majority of every touch on his team. Um, and so that seemed like it was, it just didn't seem like, again, I, like Jeff said, I don't know that he broke any one specific rule. It just felt really douchey. <laughs> like, I can't really think of a better way to describe it other than like, yeah, like, like Jeff said, like I felt like I'm playing some random online guy who just is just exploiting things because they work. And that's kind of what I, it felt like. So you did. I think the term porn came up like, you know, when you know, kind of thing. Yeah, there's and, some uh, famous quote about porn in Congress that goes yeah. that way. Yeah, I know it I, when I see I, it. Yeah. This is like a really important point that I made uh, lightly, but I'll I'll just put an exclamation point on it. One of the things that made us go to the wheel was Jeff was just like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired of being the bad guy. I don't like me doling out punishments like that's not fun. That's a horrible part of your deal. And like and everything is I would say 80 percent of the stuff that comes across the the desk of the commissioner is gray area so it's just like it just sucks to always be doing that so that's another and reason i tried I, like, I tried to make it black and white and everyone's like we like it gray we like yelling at you instead and i was like oh, yeah fuck and that's I'm, why i actually speak at congress i would go ahead uh, i was just saying i'm curious christian did you see that game and then what what you, what was if you did what was your thought on that and then what's your thought just generally on the wheel of death Worth, worth uh, mentioning before you answer, Christian, the Baltimore Falcons game was one of the other ones that I watched. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't end up watching that game yet. I want to go back and see it. Um, but I played him the week before uh, you had, and I won twenty four zero. So I didn't, you know, I didn't see like too many issues. But he did run. He did run like the similar stuff. Like um, he did. He did shift in Cordell Patterson. Uh, I think just. I mean, I think I have the highest overall team in the game right now, uh, thanks to morale and that whole system that's already messed up in itself. But uh, fortunately, you know, I took, I wasn't going to run. I'd watched him play against the Rams, and uh, the Rams ran cover three, and he just destroyed cover three. I mean, 
that it destroys cover three every time because you're offset. You have the seams wide open. It's cut. It's pits. It's quarterbell. Like uh, you're going to give that up. That's the nature of cover three. <laughs> um, mm. So I played a lot more cover four, a lot more cover six. Wasn't able to bring you know as much heat, but uh, I knew we had a lower overall quarterback. So if I could contain him, like. I was willing to let Cordell Patterson run all over me if I needed to be, and that's been my strategy a lot. Is like my run defense is not great, but uh, there's not many people patient enough in this league that are going to just run if they can run. Like at some point they're going to air it out, and with my 140 million dollar D backs, uh, I'm probably going to pick it off a good amount because <laughs> I spent the money there. Uh, so I didn't watch that game specifically. I didn't have a problem with personally with how he played. I thought you know. I can see how doing that over and over again um, may be seen as an exploit, but when he was doing it to me, like I was like, ah, I can't bring my defense out, so do I need to run? I can't run dime anymore. Am I sitting in nickel? Am I sitting in big nickel? So it just caused me to adjust a little more. Um, so I can't speak to that. But to the to the wheel, like I think one of the big things that I've talked about in the Discord and the thing that I you know I want to get back to with the podcast and with everything I've seen is like the fun. Uh, that you know i've only been here a year and a half now or a season and a half for this game um but i think it, you know it's it's getting back to the fun that's the that's the good part about the league you know there's a lot of good guys a lot of good people in the league and i think that the more opportunities that we have where it's not this begrudging like giant explosion which i've been a part of uh johnny been a part of <laughs> uh, when it's not this you know big explosion thing i think if we can get to a point where uh, it's it's more fun and you know there's com- there's competition and stuff but I think this is a way where Jeff hopefully doesn't catch as many random strays and uh, we can at least have some enjoyment and point and laugh and say enjoy you know cutting your 70 overall player. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took that one out actually, but it's interesting yeah. what you're saying about about competition because I think that's actually part of the problem is you know we celebrate sportsmanship on one hand but then we also celebrate winning uh very much so still so we're like we, we celebrate our winners our yeah. our underdog victories we get excited for big plays we get excited for um and pretty much the only thing we all hate seeing are blowouts uh which is like boring but um it's hard to enforce something that is fair play as we call it you know not doing online douchebag stuff while also tr- trying to embrace winning as a concept ubiquitously um it's definitely at odds with each other you know we have a trophy for our winner we all invested money in a group fund to like buy things to celebrate the winner and at the same time we're like but also don't do whatever it takes to win because that's rude Uh, i think the there's a big at odds in general is like the league focuses on how do we make it something fun or not exploitive of the game but how do we also try to make it somewhat realistic to actual football and based on how the game is just how people play uh skill level in general of different players it's like those things don't are going to match up the way that we probably want them to and so they do seem like they're combative the whole time of like i I want the game to look like football but also the game doesn't allow me to, you know, always make it look like football. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that uh, was what I was noticing is Jeff was like a big, just an embattled congressman. And I, and I was just kept mentioning in the discord to, in the private channel, I was like, Jeff's not getting paid for this. And he's just getting fucking run down. And I just thought, uh, I mean, it's fun. I, I mean, I love burying Jeff. That's one of the great choke slams that I ever want to do, you know? Is uh, crushing Jeff and his is spirit. Is there a but... positive point in this? No, I'm just talking about how excited I am to just. Well, th- we play later this season, so yes. I, I just need your morale to be at like 38 by the yeah. time we play. That's a, it's just a long term strategy. So, but yeah, the the wheel of spin the wheel, baby. Are we? I, I mean, can we do it live? Is yeah. this happening? I have it on the screen right no. now. Uh, we should probably talk about yeah. what what Brian did though before. Oh yeah, who cares? Himself. I don't give a fuck. Everybody oh, I, spin I the wheel. I did something horribly egregious. <laughs> now I, I still stand by the fact that I think what I did deserves absolutely no punishment whatsoever. And that's that's but, like the perfect, me too probably. That's the perfect reason but, to spin the wheels when you don't understand what oh, you've right. done. 
just real quick, well, can I, I say something? Brian, yeah. real quick, I do want to say something before we get to this wheel, which is the most interesting thing about Adrian and the claims that we ended up like sort of lear learning about what he was doing statistically was that he did lose a game 24 to nothing, and then he also won a game. And so what he was doing was it just wasn't changing based on the situation. So that was also a, another gray area. It's like, well, he just only does this. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, anyway, back to you, Brian. What did you do wrong? But why don't we have Brian tell us before yeah, Jeff does? I'd I like be that. really curious to Maybe hear. Maybe Brian can explain. <laughs> it could be two completely different things, two completely different answers. Um, my understanding is uh, I did the horrible, horrific thing of in the general chat, I put Seahawks 27, Cordero Patterson's 37. And that was my post, and that was it. That's what I did. Okay. Apparently, that was, that was uberly offensive. That's pretty good. Too. That's pretty good. Uh, what actually happened was you spent most of the commentary on your stream bitching about the same thing and then took that complaint to general, uh, whereas we are, we are not supposed to call out our friends in this league. We're supposed to be above that, treat with kindness, and privately <laughs> bitch at the commissioner to investigate them until they are uh, removed, <laughs> which is, I did not remove Adrian, he removed himself, but that's the joke. So what you're saying uh, is, had I not streamed the game, and I only put Seahawks 27, Cordero Patterson's 37, then it would have been fine. No, because you have also had like two other warnings for other things in the last three weeks, <laughs> so it was all building up. There was there was too many warnings for various ineptitudes. Which, which which I do have to call out the irony in this too, and maybe this is completely unrelated, but I do recall trying to catch up on a Discord chat that said every single individual thing is addressed separately. But I have a buildup of things coming up, so I'm I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yes, you had a series of warnings for different things, and so finally, too many warnings had accrued, and now now and this you would have been a warning. Yeah. But F that, when you can spin the wheel, baby, why would you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, I need O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Cochran's going to come in to, to get you two wheel spins. Right. The glove doesn't um, fit. So, okay. Uh, the comment fits, so we mustn't acquit. So, Jeff, how, so could you talk us just briefly, because I do have to go. Could you yeah. talk us briefly through uh, what the punishments are or will we see the wheel can you show the, the wheel, wheel is now? on the stream right now the wheel is on the stream, on the stream oh, so i'll be clicking it's it for you Brian. It, no I'll, I'll make it bigger it's... in a minute but uh okay there's a series of things there's a lot of spin agains because i think that's hilarious there are two no punishments <laughs> uh and then there's a various degree of or there's four no punishments excuse me uh there's a varying degree of slide wheel punishments uh one is to donate a, a draft pick to someone in the bottom five at the end of the season one of them is a salary cap penalty which if it puts you over probably means you'll have to cut someone uh there are defensive suspensions qbs offensive linemen halfbacks uh, then there's also don't just... have any healthy offensive linemen left to suspend. <laughs> They're all injured. <laughs> then we'll wait for them to come back, and then we'll send them to the bench. But uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> we got going on. Um, I also don't remember how long I set the wheel to spin for, so this should be interesting. Nine oh, minutes. Nine minutes. You can spin. <laughs> all drama, baby. You can baby. click it repeatedly. You can click it repeatedly, and it will continue to pick Does up it speed. Spin, it spins I, I faster. All right. How many times yeah. do you want me to click it, Brian? Uh, give it, give it three clicks. All right, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. I can't see One, it. One, two, three. Oh, that is going fast. Yeah. Where? I don't see anything. Where do it's I go to see the, it? It's, it's in the, the stream, stream, Todd. The Twitch stream. You got to go to the Twitch stream. I don't know what's favorite type. <laughs> God damn it. I got to log on to something. Wow, this three is times. Really is it spinning it right now? Are we yeah, doing it's it? Spinning. It's still going. It's spinning. It's like the strongest down? Wheel of Fortune spin It's slowing down. Here we go. I'm going down. Uh, no punishment, no punishment, no punishment, again? no punishment. No! No punishment! Wow. Really? Yeah. I, I am the, the winner. All <laughs> those crap, options, and you got gods. no punishment. Again, beautiful. 99 luck. Beautiful, beautiful. I was going to say, I was going to say that my, my lawyer had informed me that if it came up with something I didn't like, it could not be official because I did not spin the wheel. But given given that no punishment came up, we will accept that that result. That's fucking bull. And the I inaugural, the inaugural yeah. spin too. Fucking 
weak ass. Beautiful. But isn't I watched a movie recently in which there this sort of thing was involved and there was this idea it's like a like God will decide but I'm trying to think if it was a TV show or but there was like it you was know a swinging act last duel that's it and uh yeah i mean it's much different because you didn't actually do a horrific horrible thing um but yeah uh adrian should have spanned it he would have gotten the first spin would have been no punishment brian would have gotten two game offensive linemen suspension missed out but the comment yeah. says wheel don't lie that's right i agree i mean <laughs> here's the thing if adrian would have spun it it would have like something would have broke open. It would have been like chop off your left hand within the next 10 minutes. <laughs> then it would have been a whole other stream. It would have been amazing. We would yeah, have got two out of, I've spun it two, well, three times now and two out of three were no punishment. No punishment. Look at that. Now I will say for those of you who are disappointed that I did not receive a punishment, <clears throat> uh, fear not my friends uh, in my game that will hopefully be taking place later this afternoon. Um, I do have a uh, DK Metcalf, um, 200 yard or four touchdown uh, challenge thing that I have the possibility and I will 100% be going for that. Um, so if DK Metcalf gets 400 yards and six touchdowns today, um, I will be spinning the wheel again and I am okay with that. You plan on... Um... <laughs> That's a great question. Okay, wait. Three out of four now have been no punishment. This might yeah. be well, a little broken. This is the... Uh, it's a broken wheel. Um, but here's my question. If you do do that, now do we... Do we have suspensions that are like still within the rules or is everything the wheel? This is a very important moment. No, not everything's the wheel. The wheel is when I don't want (laughs) to come up with a punishment. Okay, so I love it. Brian's like, everything's the wheel, right? I'm going to throw six CDs. Everything's the wheel. We're good, right? Okay, bye. And he just clicks off. It's like, that was games live. Uh, I got to go. All right, go ahead. Okay, go. I want to hear. I'm having a great time, but to okay, talk, so, Brian. So le- legitimate question, legitimate question. I get something like that that comes up. That's DK Metcalf. He needs 200 yards or four touchdowns, right? So, I mean, is that a, is a, based on our rules the way they stand? Can I can I go for that? I mean, without being. I here, I'll, let me say this. Here's what I think: If you are in a competitive game, go nuts. If you are by some miracle known as the hashtag Logan Roy moment, uh, winning, like having a blowout and you've got 198 yards and three TDs and there's four minutes left and you're like, fuck it. (laughs) And your opponent's just like, I'm fucking engage eight, engage eight, fuck this game. I hate this game. And then you throw a TD, then that sucks. If you throw a three yard pass, then it's like, like kind of now we're back in that gray area, baby, and we can get to spin the wheel, embrace it. Um, but I think if that's for whatever the reason, point. if if the miracle happens that that scenario comes up, I'm going for it. <laughs> we're just putting it out there right now. I'm throwing the three yard. That's part of what I find so exhausting. <laughs> I know, right? You do, yeah. But it's good because I think that I think the and here's another scenario where DK Metcalf has 203 yards four TDs and nobody else has even been targeted. That's where it also gets in a gray area. So when yeah. I did the Darnell Mooney thing, I got, I did, had a huge game with him. It was against the lions. And I think I needed three TDs, one fifty, and I got him in the first half. And then in the second half, I was like, Oh, he's the open guy. Shit. But I, I and I threw some under stuff or whatever to him, but I was just like, Oh man, I, I actually don't want to be throwing to him. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. Use your judgment. And then get ready for that hot wheel spin. Jeffrey, gonna, do the wheels. But... I'm going to throw, if, 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 if the, uh, the Bucks are listening, I'm going to throw 18 interceptions tonight. But come hell or high water, I'm getting 200 yards. <laughs> well, I'll say this about playing the Bucks. Uh, so uh, this is something I want to talk about on a stream, on one of these. And whatever. I'm just going to hurry and talk about this because I, I keep saying I'm leaving and I never leave. Um, when I away. watch streams... Yeah, I wake up in the morning and sometimes like there will be a game I really wanted to see. So the first thing I'll do, I'll pop it up and I'll uh, basically I watch it by hitting uh, fast forward 30 seconds and then I'll back it up one time for 10 seconds. Right. So because I can't adjust how fast forward. So basically there are teams where you fast forward 30 seconds and there's a play being run. There are teams where you back it up by 10 seconds. That's the average. Like most people are then snapping the ball. So 20 seconds forward after like 
the guy gets tackled. But there, and then the Packers, interestingly, are a team where you have to back it up 20 seconds every 10 seconds. They're running a play, and I asked him about this, and he's like, "I'm very much about coach coach suggestions. I'm like, I just want to keep the flow going." But the Bucks are a team that are going to make you that will start to freak you out when you have the ball because you have to. You're like, oh man, I'm down seven. And they just took like, they had a seven minute drive. So it like mentally will freak you out. So it's going to be tougher to get that yardage um, and just don't go for it all in one play. That's what I'll say. It's also an entirely most likely not going to happen because I won't get the ball to him as much as I need to. Um, No, I will, I will play my typical game. I am, I am changing, I am changing my play, but I'm one in seven. Um, I'm out of the playoffs. Um, I'm looking to next year, but I do want to get better at passing. Uh, and it's just something I'm going to have to do uh, in order to be competitive. Like going from being in a, in an owl championship game in Madden 21 to being one and seven is really humbling. Um, and so, it, but it's just something I have to get it's better what at. Broke so baby seat. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And it's, it's going to be, it, I mean, I have to get better at passing. So that's really going to be my focus for the rest of the year is um, not just passing every down, right? I still want to play my game, and and but is to throw the ball more uh, and try and find out what what works for me and what doesn't work, and to like you were talking about earlier, Todd, is to take what's there, right? Take that underneath route if it's there, um, sort of set up with the run and the short pass, set up the deep pass that becomes available later on. Um, but I do want to be able to throw the ball better, so um, that's what I'm going to work on, and I, I anticipate throwing interceptions. Um, and just knowing that that's okay for now. And hopefully I can learn something from that throw, um, and then go from there. So it's possible we could get it with DK tonight, but it's, my guess is I probably will not, but all about that DK. All right. I'm out. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining. Uh, so Christian, who did you play this week? I have the Browns this week, uh, who I, Playing twice a year, every year. Um, I actually He's trying played, not to smile uh, right now, though. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny will uh, be watching this. I'm sure I'll get text later about this one. Um, so I actually played a, a very good game. Uh, my my offense this year has been uh, score fast and score quickly and score a lot and just hope and pray that my defense is going to stop somebody. And so far, it has. Uh, the shocking part is Nick Chubb had 29 rushing yards against uh, my 30th ranked rush defense. So that that was about the only way I think I stopped that. Uh, it was very similar to my first game against him last year where we sit, we sit in the party chat when we play each other. Um, so there's a lot of trash talking that goes on in between us. But uh, it was very similar to last year where I was like, if I don't win this game, I'm not winning any games against you all season. Uh, so this was the one that I stole. I won 34-10. to 10. Uh, Lamar had 266 passing yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Dobbins had a game, 14 carries for 151 yards and a touchdown. That's the best game he's had all season. So uh, he's uh, starting to find his way because he's been near useless in the running game for me this season until that game. Cool. I'm tired suddenly. <laughs> Todd took all the energy with him. Uh, I played I played the Jets last week. It was uh, my second go with them. Uh, I think the first game ended just like this one with like a one score, a two score, sneak away win by me. Um, this one was very back and forth. He started the game up 14 or 13 uh, from, I don't remember, honestly. Uh, it was all streamed. But... Um, I got two pick sixes to bring me right back in the game with Byron Jones. I think it was his two, his first two picks of the season, and they're both for touchdowns. And I go, man, that's great. I'll finally win Defensive Player of the Week. And then I saw when that came out that uh, Adrian Amos had four interceptions and two touchdowns this week. And I was like, it's not fair. It's not right. Um, but uh, it was a wild game, really. I threw some some bad picks two of which were probably my fault, two of which I don't understand this video game and I hate it with all my heart. Um, and uh, some wacky defensive stuff, as always. You know, this game's not very good is uh, something I think I'm slowly learning. Uh, I really wish it was easier to understand what you're doing wrong sometimes because 
Sometimes the other guy's just better and beats you, and other times it's like, why is that guy uh, squatting in the middle of the field instead of running after the person he's supposed to be guarding? Uh, or not guarding, or not chasing, or what have you. But I'm looking forward to my game tonight with the Steelers. Uh, Please win. Yeah, I'll work on it. Uh, but yeah, I have like, in my next four games, I have three of the fastest quarterbacks uh, to contend with. And I don't know if you know this, but I really hate uh, how easy it is to run with the quarterback in this year's game. Uh, it makes my blood boil. I absolutely hate it. Uh, so I look forward to Deshaun Watson making me want to smash a controller tonight, and then Kyler Murray next week, and Justin Fields two weeks after that. Nice. Um, well, as we've established, I played the Falcons in my last game. And aside from everything else, I, I actually think that that was probably one of the best games that I played this year. Uh, I made it, I think I only threw one interception maybe two i think i might have had a second one late um but i played well defensively um he ended up with 37 points which he got a couple of big plays i think but i think overall i played pretty well and i definitely played much better offensively i think it's my highest scoring game i don't think i've scored 27 points in a game up to that point and I'm never going to be a high-scoring offense, I don't think, because I, I, I run the ball a lot. Um, but I actually had success in the passing game doing what I thought might be um, what I want to do going forward. So that was a little bit of a bright spot, thinking that I can maybe um, improve my passing game by starting to do some of the things that I did against the Falcons, and I did have some success, including finally hitting a deep ball for a touchdown. Um, so... Uh yeah, so that was that. Uh, so we'll see how we do against the Bucks tonight. They're four and four. Have they played every game, or were they on CPU? How'd they get to four and pretty, four? Pretty sure they've played every game. Uh, they okay. were upset by the Bengals in one. I remember. Um, don't have a clear knowledge of all of their losses, but I remember that one because I have the Bengals draft pick, and I was like, God, that's not what was supposed to happen. Nice. Uh yeah. So uh, Jeff, you said you're playing your game later today. Night at the 11 Eastern. So okay. late night game. Uh, Seahawks and um, Bucks will be sometime later. We're both West Coast, so he's in Portland and I'm in Seattle. So we'll be, probably be sometime around 11 or so, maybe Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific tonight as well. So we may be playing at the same time. Cool. Um, I'm looking uh, forward let's... to that uh, Steelers-Dolphins game. I, I'm tired of being in the North. They see North with everyone with a winning record, and I'm ten and zero, and still don't feel like I have a gap on anyone. Is a nightmare. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, my I want to. My record is not uh, gone the way I thought it would at this point. I certainly didn't expect to be undefeated, and I also didn't expect the Jets to trail by quite so much. The entirety of the AFC East right now is, I think, two and three or three and four. They all have the same record. Three, I know three and six. Three and six. Uh, yeah, so that gives me six, a lot yeah. of confidence, uh, which I was not expecting. I was expecting a much tighter race between me and the Jets. I still thought I would come out on top, but I did not think they would have a losing record at the midpoint. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I would like the to, starters. I would like to reorganize um, uh, a conference reorganization. I would like the Seahawks to move back to the AFC West. Whoa, whoa uh, where you're talking about two features win- now, which is not something. <laughs> EA does. I would just like to go back to the AFC West where there are currently two winless teams and I would be in second place. Well, you could have taken the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. I got I to gotta see this through. I got to see this this debacle through to the end and then maybe next year I'll, I'll take a different team that's not my hometown team and maybe disconnect a little bit from it and just try and create something that's a little bit different from what I'm used to and but I got to see this one through. I got to at least get back to like when you took the Jaguars record. and traded for 25 draft picks, but then left before the draft. Yeah, but that was let's listen. That was well done by me. And it was well, it was well completed by the person who took over the Jaguars and they turned that team into something good. So I'm just saying. 
all right, that's going to do it for this show. Uh, we're going to yeah. have a special treat, though. A- after we get off, I'm going to throw in Pasta Padre's new podcast, The Fourth String Minute, uh, which he produced his very first episode of this week, and I found very entertaining, and he gave us permission to edit into the show. So uh, say your goodbyes, and then we will throw it to Pasta, who is on the field with his updates. Christian, what do you got? Closing words. Um, a, happy to be on the podcast. Glad I was here. Uh, B, uh, last thing is I feel like I have to talk about Dylan Firth. And he's had a great season. I think he's probably going to win AFC uh, Offensive Player of the Year. And now the Patriots owner can be happy that we was talked about because we've ignored him for about six weeks. <laughs> I so last Dylan Firth, I, I think it's going to be him. I think the last thing I said about the Patriots is they would finish fourth in the East. And I stand by that. Oh, that was one thing we were, I was going to do. Okay, next podcast we'll do trade deadline and we'll we'll do a review of our previously predicted season finishing spots. Um, all right, Jeff, you got any last thing? Uh, just that I'm very tired and I hate this game. And now a word from Pasta Padre. Welcome to the Fourth String Minute. The trade deadline has come and gone. The winners? Who the fuck knows? There were like 50 goddamn trades. The latest controversy in the league involves a suspension to the Falcons owner, who in response has stepped away from the league to spend more time with his family. Netflix is said to have already cast Kevin James in a film based on the story. Last year, a playoff team, the Eagles are struggling and appear to have no answers. A text received from owner Rich Grisham... Getting mauled by the CPU Lions is rock bottom. There are actually non-running backs contending for MVP this year as we hit the midway point of the season. Lamar Jackson leads the way. Out in front for Coach of the Year is Red Herring of the Jaguars. Defensive Players of the Year so far, Desmond King of the Texans and Chase Young of the football team. This has been the 4th String Minute.